Previously on Roll for Blank, uh, last week, Miski and Flint and Bumblesniff found themselves in the Undying Lands, though not together. They recounted their uh, long journeys of personal uh, experience and meaning, um, and then uh, they all died and woke up in heaven, essentially, uh, a little place we like to call the after. Uh, they got some coffee, and they asked some questions of the uh, whatever angelic voices, I can't remember what I called them doesn't matter now uh, and eventually they met the boss in the boss's office and the boss was like hey there's humans who are undead and they keep breaking into the after and they don't belong here so he asked Misky to figure it out Misky and uh, Flint fought some of those undead humans and uh, then they trapped them and found the hole they were coming through and decided to follow that down and they found themselves in the beyond which was this gray, bland, huge open space where there are just tons of undead people and they're all stuck watching three episodes of The Big Bang Theory over and over and over again <laughs> on the screens that line the ceiling. Uh, among those undead humans was Esmeralda Fantastico, who uh, saw her grandson explode and then mysteriously died herself. And she told him that an angel named Amemnophale uh, had been riling up the undead humans, and she wanted it to stop. And then Amemnophale showed up to try to pick a fight with Flint and Miski, um, but uh, they all got whipped down to the under, or the below, which was basically hell. Uh, and down there, they fought some demons. Amemnophale disappeared, and then Sheldon slash Satan showed up and asked them if they'd deal with Amemnophale, whose main problem is wanting to advance in the company without paying his dues. So Miski and Flint became Bob's, and uh, talked to Memnophel into uh, basically just straightening up and flying right through a long <laughs> conference room discussion. And after all that, uh, Memnophel was like, okay, cool. I'll just, I'll, I'll work my way up the ranks. I'll be a good, I'll be a good employee. And uh, Sheldon slash the devil revealed himself to in fact be the boss all along. What a twist. And uh, the boss presented Misky and Flint with the Grail, which is a, uh, a beverage uh, that allows you to gain a long rest once per uh, traditional long rest for each member of the party. And then the boss uh, flung them into the abyss, which sent them through time and space. And they crash landed in a very familiar place, but decades in the past. You are in what? Luminera 30 years before when you were there before. So Misky- What I love about the- Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. What I love about the Grail is it is a mechanic that we have never paid attention to, and it helps us defeat that mechanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually will need to rest to get life back and all sorts of things. Fantastic. Yeah, I hope, as long as we choose wisely. But it's just nice to know that this whole time we were supposed to long resting, and it is of no consequence. Well, I mean, you, you uh, have sorry. long rested between most sessions just by proxy. <laughs> but yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. <laughs> I think you were turning it over to the, the Misty. Oh, yes. Uh, so I'm assuming we um, descend into the past with a heavy thud. Yes, yeah, so you, you're laying on the ground, Misky, and you uh, notice in the sky a, uh, a purple glow that resembles a shooting star. And, uh, and you immediately sense that that shooting star contains Bumblesniff's energy that was caught in the swirl of the abyss. And you see it flinging her across the shining lands uh, into, into the distance. 
and you have a sense that she's okay, but, but she's far away from here. Um, you also notice another shooting star that comes uh, flying in and crashes right beside you, and that shooting star contains Tedzin. Hey. Who was who was whisked away for, with into the abyss, uh, as somewhere between uh, chasing Super Grayson down uh, during the battle of the Karens and Sues and uh, Maggies and all them. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tedzin is back with the party uh, in the distance from a narrative observation. Uh, Bumble Sniff lands gently in the back of a horse-drawn carriage filled with straw. All around her, she sees a huge and burgeoning industrial city. It's Dirty Town, but back when it was called Clean Town. She calls out to her friends, but they're nowhere near. So she dusts herself off and walks toward the center of the city, unsure of her future in the past, but resolved to find her friends. Uh, uh, okay. okay. Um, we, are we doing this again? Is, I, I think I sniffed a, I sniffed a star? No, I, I started a sniff. I don't know. There's there's purple and um, Flint. Flint, do you do you know where where we are? Do you think any of this matters anymore? You know, Misky, you and I have lived so long that I'm not sure any of it matters. I think uh, we can go in there, guns ablaze, and just see what happens. So, but so wait, wait, Nate, Nate uh, DM. Where did our uh, our friend Tedzin land? In? Yeah, so Tedzin's pretty much laying like right next to you. Okay. You you also, so as you look, just as you sort of look around the city, you see that this is Luminera, but it's very different from the Luminera that you left. The Great Crystalline Bridge is just a wood suspension bridge that's creaking and wobbling as cart after cart crosses it with loads of forged metal toward what appears to be an incomplete astrolabe. You see no Dream Caverns Casino, there's no clinic, there's no Pleasure Drome, no Museum of Peace, there's not even an admin palace uh, in its so place. With, yeah. With no Pleasure Drome, do, Tedzin, do you even want to participate in this round? Uh, so I'm wearing um, a single black jumpsuit with my skin painted blue, and I'm whole, juggling neon tennis balls, and I just shake my head now. Great. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, okay, look, you, blue, blue thing, you, you have smell of Tedzin, uh, old Tedzin, but I, so I had robot eyes, and then I had eyes eyes, and then I had no eyes, and then I had eyes again, um, and I just, I just, I'm not sure, like, the recalibration, are you with Tedzin? What, describe to me what you is. Uh, I open my mouth and then um, an infinite supply of marshmallows fall out. <laughs> okay. Um, roll, uh, let's roll performance to see how successful these vomiting uh, marshmallows are. Uh, hold on. Eat marshmallows, Malfoy. Yeah, because they, they cast him. <laughs> they cast Chubby Bunny uh, on him. Yeah, cast Chubby Bunny. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> Okay, great. So yeah, the marshmallows just start pouring out of this blue uh, Ted-looking character's mouth. Um, uh, Misky eats one. Several <laughs> of these marshmallows, as they as they exit his mouth, they they kind of burst into flame briefly, and then sizzle and and fizzle out, uh, making them perfect for s'mores. Uh, I I think new blue Tedzin communicates uh, with vomited sugar. This is 
this is improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so we we see an old old Luminera. Are there any uh, any people around? Is there any anything desiring attention? Oh yeah, you uh, you see uh, all of those people pulling carts. They're going toward the astrolabe that's under construction. Uh, you also see, and this might be something that you recall from several sessions ago, but when you battled High Administrator Cinnamon outside the doorway to the abyss the first time, she became sort of absorbed by the abyss and became a very little girl version of herself. And you think you see that same little girl kind of scurrying around wearing a black cloak. Um, and you, uh, you may or may not observe a, a shimmer of a dagger at her side. Um, you also see that there is just kind of a collection of huts and small houses. There's a little general store. There's also uh, the Denevog is, has already been built. And then you see uh, another little girl who looks strangely like the little girl version of Cinnamon you saw earlier, standing next to a very stately man who is uh, kind of walking around near the astrolabe in the distance and sort of directing traffic of, of all these carts. Uh Miss, Mr. Flint, um, blue, blue mellow man, do you, do you have any sense of, do you want to just start talking to people? Um, how, how do you think we achieve sweet relief of death? <laughs> well, let me, let me try to understand where we're at, which is, I guess not where we're at geographically, but more in our quest. And what I understand our original quest to be was to Humanate. be Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> we were the redactors or, or something. And then the banishers. We... <laughs> banishers? Right. right. And then we killed that guy. <laughs> um, Twice. So, so eventually we came to the conclusion that we had to stop something that was happening at the Astrolabe. And my understanding of that was that the source of all the bad things that were happening in Luminera were at the Astrolabe. So my inclination would be to go to the Astrolabe and, I don't know, we, we've made some pretty sweet bombs. I think we maybe bomb it up, but I'm open to some more investigation. I mean, we spent a hundred years, you know, partying. You spent a hundred years partying. I hung out with a flower for a hundred years. I guess we don't need to rush into anything. <laughs> I sat with uh, the flower for 100 years. I just want you to think about that. Here, let's, <laughs> this is 10 seconds. Edited for time. Yeah, that was a really long period of time to wait. So, <laughs> With a flower. He was nice. I like a talking it. flower. It, is a, it was a sentient thousands-year-old flower. I would go so far as to be say it was the most meaningful relationship of my life, but, you know. It was still tough. Oh yeah, I mean, it's still you're sitting with somebody for a hundred years. It's it's not easy. Nothing's perfect. So anyway, my point being, <laughs> we don't have to rush into anything, but we can just you know boldly go where we've gone several times before. Well, right. So we we know Astrolabe just plops us out into place, something out of balance. We fix out of balance. We get plopped into another place, something out of balance. We fix balance. So we, we can assume we're here and we fix out the balance and then we go to another here and per, 
somebody gets swapped out with somebody else uh npc shows up again and it never ending story um so i think i think i think something must change we must um uh, how how you say shake it up shake it down we should shake down Uh, so my guess is Tedzin has some familiarity with a te- shakedown, but I think shake it up is the proper term you're looking for there, Misky. Stir it up. Stir it up. Little darling. <laughs> yeah, let's just, Misky, let's just have Misky sing that old song real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like this baby cinnamon and maybe double baby cinnamon. I'll remember there's a paprika, maybe? Cardamom? There's somebody in the tree, perhaps? Yeah, you, 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 all, you all recognize the stately figure in the distance as resembling the man uh, depicted on the great tapestry from the Museum of Peace, where he's standing in front of the great tree. And, uh, and that person would be Cayenne, Cinnamon's father. No, my father's Cayenne. You can call me Paprika. <laughs> uh, uh, so <laughs> we, we go talk to them, but this is classic uh, back to future scenario. Somebody needs to fall in love with mom. Um, <sighs> be careful not to do nasty in pasty and <laughs> um, create paradox or, or pair of docs. Um, so I, 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 you want you want to just maybe we just murder. You want to just murder, or maybe we just don't murder. It, it's hard to tell. Well, Miss, it's been a while, but. While our, our track record is to murder children, <laughs> I think we should continue to try to avoid that. As we've done in the past, we won't be successful. Let me, let me remind you, this children in particular start this whole chain of events, which is, which is classic baby Hitler scenario. <laughs> uh, yes. It's That's where we hit the baby with <laughs> CBH, the classic baby Hitler scenario. I believe the the resolution is to hit the baby with lure, which is a term of art in this uh, world for a specific type of weapon. If I recall correctly, I could be wrong. Um, oh, please, Marshmallow. Marshmallow man, <laughs> do, you, do you have suggestion, input, insight? Where you been? What do you learn? Uh, I have since made a marshmallow gun out of PVC pipe, and I have taken to shooting my vomited marshmallows at passerbys. Um, clearly, you can see that I've really honed in my act over the last uh, however long I've been time traveling. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to bring it to audiences worldwide, but I figure I'd start at Las Vegas. Cool. So you're, you're pretty far away from where you want to be, but, but you're you also know, right it, where it, you want to be. Exactly. I, I just, I'm committed to the art, and I, I hope that um, audiences will just see my passion and I'll just, it'll just, sky's the limit from there. Well, I say um, we go talk to the kid. We've talked a lot about talking about talking about, and let's just go talk with the kid and the dude, or the kid okay. in the tree, or just jump in. And if we need to do some killing, we'll puke some marshmallows. Yeah, and marshmallow fella, why don't you give a marshmallow or two to the kid, and maybe they'll give us some info. Sure. Well, I, I, I shoot a marshmallow out of my marshmallow gun in approval. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> So, so is, there, we, is there some sort of 21 marshmallow gun salute if, if you die? <laughs> that can be arranged. Okay. <laughs> I know it's so cheap too. It's only seven marshmallow guns three times. I mean, come on. Give me actual 21. 
All right. So you you're I going to you're, you're going to approach the uh, the the under construction astrolabe and the gentleman and little girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. So as you as you walk up, uh, you do you notice that there's a lot of traffic and there are a lot of people working on constructing the astrolabe. It looks like it's about three quarters of the way done. Uh, is sort of resembling the uh, second Death Star. Uh, where it's like, hey, this thing's uh, not not quite operational yet, but oh my god, it could probably be operational maybe sometime. Uh, as as it's you know, something we do not know. <laughs> you, I mean, you might know from your knowledge of popular culture, like the film Return of the Jedi that you saw during a hundred years of partying in in uh, the Undying Lands. But uh, but yeah, as you as you approach, uh, you hear the little girl yelling at her father. I want to go back to Clean Town. I hate it here. It smells funny, and I don't like how the cave sounds. And then the man turns to her and replies, Now, now, Cinny, we're not going back. We're here to build something special, a place for the common people and the common good. This place will one day represent a luminous beacon of hope for everyone. But when I'm gone, you'll be its leader. And the girl turns to him and says, You'll never be gone. Nuh-uh. The man smiles and turns to the three of you as you approach and says, uh, oh, hel- hello, I didn't know we were expecting guests, but from the looks of it, it, you've each taken some kind of fall. Did your balloon blow off course or something of that nature? Well, uh, t- never mind. I- <laughs> I'm Cayenne, the administrator of this town. Welcome to Luminera. Um, oh. May, may, you, do you want this? Do you want me? Um, Flint, uh, do you want to take stab it? Yes, uh, <clears throat> and I put on my most, uh, the highest airs to sound as important as possible. Good sir, spicy friend, we come in peace. Misky, your turn, I, I give up. Oh, okay, um, we, we're from future, the thing you make turns us in, in we, we come... Uh, oh, there's so, so much. Uh, have you seen Terminator? Let's, so, Cinnamon, the, you, it, our, in our future past, our past future and your future past, you, you might end the world. You might end the world. And you know how you say you don't think your father is going to die? We we from future and there's a good chance that we might kill him like right now. Don't don't kill my dad. Uh, well, uh, and not not maybe, but actually probably definitely. But we don't know how yet or why. We're we're here to to correct um, something wrong in universe. Something that you have not created yet. Does this make sense? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in and and stop you there real quick sir what what was your name again i'm i'm sorry oh he doesn't have name he's blue marshmallow man oh yes well i was i was talking to you the the blind one i i re- i realize it seems like i might be talking to the marshmallow man but uh it's talking to you oh i you know it's been so long since somebody asked my i'm i, I used to be called miski of Sicilia, but i i don't really need to name anymore i i think I think I just am, am who am. We're, well, just, we're just here to, uh, I think we're here to end the world. Well, I, I don't like the sound of that. You see, we're building a utopian society here. We've discovered the first and only way to make that happen. And he turns and he, he points toward the cave and he says, there's, 
there's an immense energy that flows freely from that cave, and we're going to harness it. Ah, yes. Oh, oh, okay. This makes sense. Um, he, the s- scientists are so uh, excited about doing what they could do. To uh, They never ask what they should do. I don't think yes, anybody's I, ever said that more eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned that from uh, 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 Mr. Goldblum. Hello, I am Goldblum. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Cayenne uh, says, oh, well, I, I don't understand what you're concerned about. We're taking the utmost care to, to build the astrolabe in, in a safe fashion, and it's, and it's all to benefit all of humankind all across the Shining Lands. What could be wrong with that? Have you met my blue marshmallow vomiting friend? I, I have, I've regarded him, yes, uh, and he extends a, a hand toward Tedzin. Uh, I shake his hand, but it's covered in paint. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cayenne draws back this uh, sticky blue hand and kind of, sneer, like, just kind of, ugh, looks at it, <laughs> grossed out, shakes off the, the excess paint that he can, and then wipes some on his robes. This, this I- paint monster... Uh, 200 years ago in four lifetimes, he used to be my oddly dressed friend. And now look what your machine has made of him. <laughs> You're saying the astrolabe turns your friend into this blue aberration somehow in the future? I, I'm still unclear as to where you're from and how you got here. Yes, yes, Mr. Mr. Kymeran. Um, it, it's, I really it's can't Cayenne, remember your like name. The, like the spice. Cayenne. <laughs> like the spice. Thank you, yeah. Yes, Mr. Cayenne. Uh, perhaps myself and my colleagues could have a moment. We, we did fall a great distance, and perhaps our, our heads are, are not quite where they should be. Maybe we can... Are, are you in charge around here? Well, yes. I, I'm the administrator of this town. Well, perhaps we could... Uh, have a have a drink in, in an hour and you could give us a moment to to gather our senses and we can explain um what we seek of you that i that's fine uh, my daughter and i will be uh will be over here observing the astrolabe and and we'll we'll look forward to speaking hear, with you further i hear there's a bar here the what was it called yeah the the, the den of Aug. It, it opened just a couple the of days ago Yes, they have the best drinks. I mean, I assume we're from the future, remember? So I know they do. Let's go there one hour. Okay, well, then uh, very good. We will, we will talk to you in an hour, I suppose, strangers. Uh, yeah, real, real quick. How, how done is, is the lube right, right now? Oh, well, we're planning on uh, having a ribbon-cutting ceremony for it uh, later this evening. So, you know, ah, okay. uh, this, surely. This good, good ticking clock. Yes. Yes, uh, I, I've, been, I've been feeling the pressure of it myself, so I appreciate that you noticed. Okay, uh, good sir, good day, and um, good mallows. Uh, would your daughter like some more <laughs> mallows? Ah, well, I mean, she, she can certain. Cinny, would you like some? Yeah, I'd, I'd eat some marshmallows. That sounds fun. I vomit some into her hand. She she uh she kind of looks at them and kind of goes black, but then she takes them anyway because they're they're actually in pretty good condition, so worth 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 the try. And uh, well, that's yeah, why so, they du- that's why they put that dust on all the marshmallows, so that way you can 
chubby bunny it and then vomit it out. And yeah, you got to be able thing. to pass them that way without without hurting mm-hmm. the content within. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Cinnamon and Cayenne uh, now turn around and and walk a little bit further toward the astrolabe, and you see Cayenne sort of giving orders to the people finishing the construction and just kind of kind of walking around surveying everything. Okay, guys, here's my thinking. It's done. The astrolabe's done. So there's nothing we can do to stop it from being built. Second thought, kind of related, if we destroy the astrolabe, are we stuck in this time? Do, does Mr. Marshmallow turn back into a normal person? What happens to us? Third thought, what happens to all the people we've encountered in all the different worlds? Do those things still happen? Do we know what the consequences are? And I totally forgot what things we've gotten on this trip that would be useful right now. So perhaps we could go over those as well. <laughs> okay, uh, let me remind you, you're asking a blue marshmallow monster and me, who have cl- classically great recall of all events. Uh, okay, uh, you're, you get, you've got valid points. These are good questions that uh, we should at least pretend to answer. Um, so we, quick reminder, we did see um, maybe other cinnamon with dagger. That, that is a probably plot point. We'll find out. But the, it's question of do we want astrolabe or not want astrolabe? If it, do we even want to go back to where we came from? Maybe we just start over here. Is that so bad? Yeah, maybe we can institute a democratic society instead of some sort of uh monarchy where control of this city is passed down by bloodline like what, what kind of ancient society is this we want representation insert monty python quote <laughs> oh um oh, okay i i i need i have one thing i want to try i would like to more perspective because we we spend all of these lifetimes doing all of these different things and adventures and I have to assume that Tedzin also maybe learned something, but is in, mm. yes, let me, let me try. Uh, and I'm going to cast change appearance on myself okay. to become the same blue man group uh, marshmallow guy. And I'm going to just start miming everything back to Tedzin that he does. Okay. <laughs> so there's just marshmallow uh, vomit everywhere. Well, this is perfect. This I noticed point, that there was an open mic, um, and I'm actually playing my uh, PBZ pipe Jerry Riggs xylophone. So I would actually love an extra performer on stage with me. I can't do the whole bit with, uh, you know, by myself. Um, so it it is very much trying to communicate back. So it's a, a call and response. Of you're playing the PBC, and um, just frustratingly responding the same melody back to you over and over again. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm confused why why you're not uh, progressing in the act. We, we've gone over this thousands of times, but um, uh, I, I move on to the bit where I pull Twinkies out of uh, the audience's ears. <laughs> okay, so you're just pulling Twinkies out of the ears of random people in the den of Og, assuming that you're all in the bar. Yeah, there's only like two people. There's only two people watching. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you're so you've you've got two Twinkies out of out of. Uh, two people's ears. Uh, I go and look at the bar and hope to find, um, oh man, son Clarkson, son of Emmer. You do not is he see here? Clarkson is he around here somewhere? No. 
How about Fuck. Blade Mages? What nope, do Blade, no Blade Mages. There, there is okay, a young uh, Hank Hunk behind the bar if you wanted to talk to Hank, Hank Hunk. Hunk. Hank Hunk. Yeah, Hank Hunk. Uh, my, my note on Hank Hunk is a quote, and it says, murder equals okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know, know either. He's into murder, or we can murder him. Uh, is there a cat named Mr. Scruffles around? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I don't, I, I don't longer Hunk. remember Mr. Scruffles. Okay. Yeah, so Hank Hunk's there. He's, he's polishing He's polishing a, a, a beer glass. And he looks up and says, will it be? Uh, well, good looking. I'll uh, take a glug of grog in the den of Og. Hey, that's our specialty. It's funny that you would uh, you'd say it that way. And he slides a, a glug of grog across the, <laughs> across the counter to you. Uh, I would like to try to catch it very uh, stylishly, like real like cool guy where it's whoosh, pull it right up and glug it glug sleight it. of hand it? chug it chug it okay sleight of hand uh <laughs> i rolled the six and i have plus nine so 15. oh yeah you you catch this this glug of of grog and you chug it with such charisma glug. and and uh and just excellence that it, basically you swallow it all in one gulp you look like a badass doing it and then you just slam the uh, the glug of grog back on the on the bar top. <clears throat> Good barkeep. How long have you all been open? Uh, yeah, we just opened a couple of couple of days ago. Actually, we're getting ready for the Astrolabe opening. Yes. Yeah, so, what do you know about this Astrolabe? Is it uh, safe? Have you worked on it? Do you know any of the workers, any of the comings and goings of security guards, the timing of that, maybe some sort of information <laughs> on weaknesses in which we can breach? <clears throat> Sorry, that's the grog talking. Uh, what do you know about it? Uh, well, I, I, I know that the uh, the high admin touts it as, as the greatest technological achievement of our time. Maybe we're we're going to have a, a society where everybody has access to, to energy and and medicine and and it and it all sounds really good to me. I I can't imagine it not working. Uh, as far as I know, the they're supposed to open it later today, and uh, I haven't heard anything weird about the construction. If if that's what you're getting at, I have a couple of buddies who who work there, and some of the regulars who who have come in here the last couple of days have have been working working final construction shifts. But as far as I know, it's it's on the up and up, like construction wise. Are you are you uh like a, a building inspector or something is that is that where you're coming from that that's that's very clever there hank i am an inspector but not of buildings i'm a health inspector and you're gonna need to uh show me around this bar although i could i'm a little worried about that puddle over there you probably should cut him off yeah i mean the, 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 the puddles the day, from you know, some, of could... the, some of the grog you just spilled on the floor while you were drinking stylishly <laughs> You know, it's it's in my it's in my report that that was there. Although we could look past this, you know, a new bar like yours just opening up, this could really hurt your your flow of clients. I I know that uh, there is a gentleman by the name of um, Grayson. Who is Grayson again? Grayson was the uh, the airship guy who became oh, yeah. captain. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a gentleman over in uh, Clean Town who whose son, I guess, uh, is named Grayson. So Gray is the father of this gentleman. 
And so Gray, I believe, is a, quite the barkeep and is looking to expand his empire. I'd hate to see him come in here and put you out of business. So maybe you have a little bit more info on that there, Astrolabe. So I feel like at this point I do need to roll. But yeah, you should roll persuasion to... here. Roll persuasion for okay. your for your coercion kind of situation. Okay. Uh, I feel like I did a good job, but I rolled a two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, okay. So Hank Hunk is is kind of shaken by your threats uh, of his livelihood. Um, and, and he just kind of looks at you and says, look, I, I swear, I just run this bar. I don't know anything about the astrolabe. I don't even know what you're getting at. What, what's, where are you from? What, what are you worried about this astrolabe for? It seems like a fun idea to me. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my friend Miski is, is calling, so I, I must depart. So I think I fully realized that my uh, BS is not being bought by this Hank. But uh, let me buy a, another round of drinks for me and my two weirdly blue friends. <laughs> okay. Do, do they need they need anything special? Do they have any allergies being being blue like that? You know, they probably do, but I don't care that much. So give me one of everything. Give me three different drinks. Great. Here it comes. And uh, and yeah, he presents a, a coconut that has a little a little paper parasol in it. Uh, you also get a uh, a pineapple with seven parasails in it, because why not? And uh, parasols, not parasails. That would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Real little. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then there's just a, a, another uh, glug of grog. All right. I grab off. I, I throw a coin. And as soon as I throw it, I see it in the air that it's minted in the future. And I kind of turn and look the other way as I grab the three drinks and hope that he doesn't <laughs> notice that somehow I have a coin from the future. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, he, he's not really paying attention. He just takes the coin and slides it behind the bar into the till. Uh, uh, Eric, are we still doing the bit? Yeah, let's do it. Not. People are loving it. <laughs> yeah, the, um, uh, <laughs> the, crowd is, the, the crowd of two is, is applauding. They, they love, there's just marshmallows everywhere and, and soothing xylophone music. <laughs> um, getting increasingly frustrated that... Uh, Tezen is not responding to my obvious uh, tries to communicate via PVC percussion. Uh, I'm going to cast Awakened Mind to communicate telepathically Okay. Uh, with, with Tedzin. And I'm going to first telepathically still communicate through PVC pipe of boom, 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 boom. <laughs> forgetting that I don't need to do that and say, uh, Oh, Oh, uh, are you, are you in there? Are, are you, are you okay? What, what did, who are you? Um, I immediately stop playing PVC pipe and my eyes go wide because I haven't, um, heard anything in my brain for, again, I forget how long I've been time traveling. And it's I start been like around. forever. Yeah. Yeah, so I started looking around for um, what what that noise was. Oh, this this good. You can hear me, yes? I, I start freaking out. I don't know what these noises are. I don't know where they're coming from. Uh, I, I actually don't know how to uh, make intelligent thought other than um, make PVC pipe constructions and uh, play music. Oh, okay. This, uh, you're, you're further gone than, than maybe we thought. This, um, it's, 
it's it's gonna be it's gonna be okay and try to make soothing noises maybe on like one of those whistles with the <laughs> or, or like a, a calm me down. like a sooth, like a soothing mountain jug band jug who who yes who who <laughs> yeah and then i start bobbing along to try to find the rhythm and it, it yes it does it does uh appease me uh okay and then i come back to <laughs> to flint <laughs> um, still I'm still holding all three drinks and just watching this. <laughs> oh, okay. This this might be worse than we thought. I, his mind might be gone entirely, but he seems he seems reasonably happy. So you know, I guess um, see if see if he'll have uh, a, a is that a is it seven parasols in one uh, one coconut this. Uh, I believe it's pronounced parasail. <laughs> okay, I I didn't remember. It could this be wrong. Tiki, no, this is this is fun place. No, this this is nice. Um, and yeah, I didn't know I it was reach, a tiki bar either. <laughs> I, I reach for a drink, not not realizing that I am still a blue person, and a ping pong ball plops out of my mouth into my, <laughs> my drink and oh 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 uh, i i i sorry and i um relax my alter self spell and return back to uh, old miski perhaps with just a blue head okay <laughs> blue head miski i like it uh so what did you learn anything from noho hank is it what was his name hank, hank the tank hank hank, hank punk. Punk. <laughs> uh <laughs> He, Hank Honk, hung with me, and had he handed me, I got nothing. <laughs> he <laughs> knows very little of the astrolabe, but I get the impression it's favored by the townspeople, which makes me wonder. I mean, it's killed some people, but if we so didn't do we... anything, you're right. Should we stop it? I'm I'm a little torn. I have yet to see it having a sinister plan. This I think we interview this cinnamon stick, uh, father of cinnamon. I can't ever remember which spice he is, clove, and <laughs> ask him some questions about uh, his intentions with our city, <laughs> with his daughter, and. Uh, so I I feel like this is this is a good time for this discussion of he he's clearly not trying sinister i don't think Cin cinnamon was ever trying sinister but if we know outcome do we not have responsibility to alter outcome isn't that <clears throat> what we've been doing at all of these stops along the way true miski I, I i agree with that i think you know i think we are bouncing around in time and space and we're trying to put things right, which once went wrong. But I don't know how wrong this went. My recollection is there was a couple of monsters. It was mostly some sort of juice causing it. And we blew up a ton of stuff. I think we killed a bunch of people. And I don't remember why. <laughs> it's been He's far too much ago. of a lifetime. In a deeply philosophical episode of Roll for Black. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to try to stop this uh portal but perhaps we could instead put it in is it controllable and if so could we put it into someone's hands who is 
an innocent traveler who does not understand the world as it is and just approaches everyone as a friend and asks questions with a weird accent without stating phrases appropriately. I mean, if this, this is a classic philosophical conundrum of if you couldn't pick God, who, who God would you pick? Per, perhaps Marshmallow Monster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if I... I, is, I think it, what we is, can is this God not empathetic God? <laughs> <laughs> Just eating right, popcorn so we could pick, or marshmallows. We could pick apathetic God. We could get the real God down here who seemed like a real ass. Um, we could go with this... Sheldon. My, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we could go with uh, my friend the flower. He seemed uh, pretty peaceful and... Uh, Understanding the understanding of the interconnectedness of all things, we could go with Kenny Fantastico. I mean, he's fantastic. It's in his name. I, I guess this is assuming yeah. we can control. Yes, but that was they had a robot overlord. Mm. Ooh, what about the robot overlord? The, I mean, the, he did want to kill the, all humans. The more we we talk about uh, all of these adventures, the more I think it makes sense that best God is dead God. Uh, and I think uh, in his ear um, or in his mind or in their minds, I guess, uh, Miski and Flint hear uh, uh laugh a little as if someone told a joke. And it, it's kind of the like laughter of agreement that you, you'll hear in conversation. Like, that's funny, but also probably true uh, and I think that affects Flint's thinking on this a little bit and he starts to, to lean towards the okay if best God is dead God who is the God of this world to kill who's the Bowser don't feel like cinnamon is in control right now and also I'm still not cool with killing kids no matter how many kids we've ch killed I'm not so, I, so this, this question, I know where you're going with this, of if it's not cinnamon and it is cayenne, if we kill cayenne, are we not creating cinnamon? And yes. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you get rid of cayenne, don't you make cinnamon? <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> just, just another of the, the Nietzschean realizations of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to kill God. If we kill Cayenne, we get cinnamon left. But hmm. cinnamon creates Cayenne. <laughs> Woman hey. comes along, takes over the world. Misky inherits Earth. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay. While you, are, uh, while you are discussing this, I, I need all of you to roll perception real quick, please. Yeah, sure. Ooh, well, why don't you roll a thing for me? Yes. Uh, sure. Who who will? I'll do Someone it. Else? Okay. Thanks. What's your What's your perception bonus? Uh, none. It's just even. Okay. You roll the nineteen. Ooh. Ooh, seventeen. Okay, Eric. Um, nineteen. Okay. Yeah. You. One marshmallow. You, uh, you all notice that a small cloaked figure has scurried around you while you've been talking at the bar, and have rooted through your pockets. Uh, you also notice that the mortal stone that you were carrying, that you found in uh, Velaki, uh, in the bottom of the lake, is gone. 
and uh, you notice that the uh, the little cloaked figure has run outside the bar and is is quickly putting putting meters and feet between you guys and them. Uh, upon noticing that, who had the the mind stone, the mortal stone in their pocket? Well, I don't have pockets, so I think it was you. So it must have been me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so noticing he had stolen it, I immediately draw my bow and take aim at his uh, calf. Okay, cool. And I, I'm attacking not to kill him, but to slow him. <laughs> and this is the quickest attack I could think of. Okay, fire away. Uh, I rolled a 19. Okay, um, you're going to have disadvantage because they're running out the door. So you have to make a really good shot. So roll again. Okay, uh, 18. So I have plus 11 on this longbow. So. Yeah, that, that, that does a lot. Of, that helps a lot. So yeah, your, your arrow uh, yeah. just flies through and sinks right into the calf of this, of this tiny, uh, this small cloaked figure. And they, uh, they yelp in pain, fall forward, and the mortal stone goes bouncing yeah. out, away from them, rolling out across the, uh, the courtyard. Why you bring bow and arrow to philosophy fight <laughs> i thought we were killing god now i this, this approach, never you, come, you know you know better than that um <laughs> you, you kill so god with I, truth we if we learned anything that's what we learned um so yeah you, so i i say to the young person i say i turn to miski and i say he he quick he has the they have the mortal stone uh, and I sprint outside after them. Okay. And they always have mortal more stone or magic mirror on the wall. Or it's, we're here for a lifetime. They can't go far. And so <laughs> shuffle off behind them. Okay. <laughs> um, Ted, are you following? Yeah, I, I take a bow and I, I follow. Okay. Uh, as, as you, as you uh, catch up with this now wounded cloaked figure, uh, you turn, uh, Flint, you turn them over and you see that this is, this is the child. This child looks like the, the cinnamon child who you just met with Cayenne. And you look back toward the astrolabe and you see that the, that child is still there. So you do a quick uh, kind of comedic triple take. And, uh, and then, yeah, you're, you're holding this kid. And the, the mortal stone has, has bounced away from her a few feet so you can you can pick that back up if you'd like to i pick up the mortal stone and i say small child or adult who looks like a child i'm not sure how this Wait, world if works. this whole discussion you just go murder child anyway we i thought we we had to agree oh this i know this uh, child we we just talked to this child um as so are you are you what are you what are you saying to that child uh i administer cinnamon what are you doing here? <laughs> Shut up. I'm undercover. I need to get back to my own time. And I want the mortal stone so you can't kill the abyss and put an end to everything. Oh, that, that clears everything up. Um, okay. Uh, Tr so try again. As I, was, <laughs> I, I hear this and I was, putting a, I was putting the mortal stone into my pocket and putting my bow away. But having heard this, I pull my bow back out and string another arrow. Yep, Miski starts taking out his coffee mug in a very intimidating manner. Okay. Um, as, as you do this, uh, a couple of uh, guards in the city, these are just human guards, there are no bear guards yet, they, they uh, notice you 
and they say, hey, that's Cayenne's kid. Hey, you guys should pick on someone your own size. So roll initiative, please. Uh, I refuse to engage with bullies. <laughs> 14 plus 4, 18. Okay. Now I have to remember what my attacks and actions and... Misky, you want me to roll you? Uh, no, I got my dice out. Okay. Uh, natural 20, but 24. Okay, great. Oof. The 6. Okay. Uh, so, Eric, you know that the way this game works is you don't just pick what number you want. You actually roll, right? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, that's how it works. Okay, so Tedzin, you are up. These guards are uh, approaching the three of you menacingly. Uh, they appear to believe that the cinnamon you are uh, interrogating is the one that's uh, standing over by the astrolabe. What will you do? Well, I'm going to do all that I know how to do with this marshmallow brain, and that is to perform. Okay. Um, I'm going to give them a show of a lifetime to hopefully either disarm them um, so that they don't want to fight, or dazzle them in a manner that they're too distracted to fight, and um, perhaps my friends can get away. Great. Okay. Uh, roll performance for me. Oof. Uh, seven. Okay. Um, yeah, you uh, you bring out your your PVC xylophone and you start playing it, but you're you're a little nervous, so you keep hitting the wrong the wrong keys. It's like those old Looney Tunes where they just can't play the song <laughs> right, even though the one you're supposed to hit it just right, and then you blow yourself up. You can't, you can't seem to hit the right chords. And in your nervousness, too, you're just sort of like sweating and vomiting marshmallows everywhere. So they're kind of coming out of your ears <laughs> and just like, you know, plopping out of your armpits and, and flowing out of your mouth. Um, and it's, it's really distracting. The guards are both looking at you uh, just perplexed and a little grossed out. Uh, <laughs> so they will, they will both uh, take their turn considering what... Uh, horrors exist in the universe and uh <laughs> flint it's your turn so how many guards are there just two okay and so i have this little girl on the ground who is what's her age like if i were to just perceive her age what's her age like 12 she's, or something she's like nine or ten years old yeah same as same as the child cinnamon that you met before okay and does she does she have any marks that make her look different like if they're from a bad world, they have a goatee and a scar, anything like that. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, flexo mark. <laughs> it's it's mainly the uh, it's mainly that black cloak that that really oh yeah is the tell. You're like, oh hey. no, wait, this means we're dealing with evil Nate. <laughs> yeah, it's true because I'm dressed in all I black go, today. <laughs> wait a second, I'm in a black cloak. <laughs> uh, okay, so. What I'm thinking is I would love, so I have this spell called command uh-huh. and this allows me to issue a one word command and the other side has to do whatever that command is if they fail on a wisdom saving throw. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. What's the, I, what's the I save? Think, is it 15 or 16? Uh, 16. Okay. So I would like to use it. I think I just want to use it on the two guards mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of a single word that I would like to use. And I think I would like them to review their surroundings. So I'm thinking that I'll use a word like uh, perceive. So I'd like like them to be able to just look around everything around them 
And my hope is that they'll see that there's two cinnamons and get even more confused and maybe slow their attack on us and reconsider that approach. So that's what I'd like to do. Okay. Perceive. Great. World yeah, they, perception. They both, they both rolled 10 for wisdom. So your command succeeds. Um, so they now do their own comedic triple take where they look at the, one of the cinnamon on the ground. They look at the cinnamon with cayenne. They look at the cinnamon on the ground. Look at the cinnamon with cayenne. Cinnamon on the ground. Cinnamon with cayenne. Then they look at each other and they go, what? And uh, all of this, all of this uh, moment takes like 25 seconds. So they have, they have been effectively paralyzed for, for the whole turn. Um, uh, the child cinnamon is, is up next. And uh, she's prone, so what she's going to do is just look at you and go, just don't hurt anybody here. You don't want to mess with the timeline. I just want to take this back and, and put it into this. You can, you can just go away, or you can choose to serve the abyss, but if you're not going to do either, then you're just wasting your time. So just so I understand the this in that sentence, Nate, not child cinnamon, uh-huh. um, the this is the mortal stone, Yes, the this is the mortal stone. That's that's yes, that's true. So my understanding is it rolled away from her, but she's grabbed it, not me. She got it before I got it, right? Well, so you she's holding it in her hand. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I okay. think you picked it up. That, that's fine. But yeah, whatever. Okay, so she's she's she still upset. She this, wants that mortal stone. Okay, and she said, "I want to put this into this." So that second this, I don't know what you're referring to. Okay. Like she wants to do something with the mortal. So I, I just want some clarity because I may be on board with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, haven't fully decided on the future of this planet. She, she recognizes the imprecision in her previous language after, after <clears throat> uh, just sort of hearing herself. She's one of those attentive <laughs> self-listener types. And she says, mm. that mortal stone will mean the end of Luminera. Do you know that? Without the power of the abyss, there will be nothing there. It'll be like this place, this wretched, boring place with uh, torchlight and wooden carts. Just because my father has great ideas uh, doesn't mean that he's a great man. He's just an idealist. He thinks that the astrolabe is going to be a free solution to humanity's problems, but instead he's trading one for another, and the abyss will demand a sacrifice. The maw needs sustenance, and that won't ever change. So we're either servants or it's meals. And what are you going to choose, huh? Uh, I'm not sure what you're choosing, if I'm being completely honest. So it, you uh, are... If I, pro- if I, can we, like, maybe go into this somewhere? Like, let's go somewhere. Eh, maybe, like, back into a <laughs> bar. Maybe we can go to um, Cottage in Woods. There's nice, safe Cottage in Woods. We know Stella Mechanique might build it in future. <laughs> <laughs> and might, might I reach out, uh, young Cinnamon? I want to show you that we are attentive listening. Uh, and I cast Cure Wounds and okay. cure her of that. She can roll 1d8 to heal for that, the wound I caused her. Okay. Uh, and I you know, hold my hands up. And I guess healing's usually like a yellow light coming out, maybe a blue. Yeah, it can be a golden bluish light. I like that. Yeah, so uh, he uh, wraps around her leg and cleans it, cleans the wound out, looks good. 
uh, maybe not completely heals. I don't know how much of a how much damage I did. I guess I never rolled for that. But the point is, I'm trying to show her that she we're she, not really meaning her harm, but theft is uh, punishable by arrow to the leg. So you, uh, yeah. So <laughs> she she accepts this healing, and she just turns and rubs. She she's rubbing on her on where that that arrow wound was, and then she turns back to you, and her eyes are glowing purple, and she sneers. Uh-oh. And she says, you Oops. will not continue. You may have had your fun, but it ends here. And now I am, I am keeping the timeline the way it's meant to be. And I won't have you disrupting it anymore. You are now surrounded in a uh, bubble of abyssal space time that encapsulates the three of you in the party and, uh, and this child cinnamon. And this child cinnamon morphs into a swirling hulk of purple light and inky darkness known as Cinnamon Prime. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Roll for initiative. <laughs> so while we're rolling for initiative, I use some of my initiative and try to order coffee to the bubble. Because inside the bubble, I hear coffee goes for like 16 bucks a cup. Mm. And uh, I'd like to uh, take advantage of that. For your you your call for coffee? joke. <laughs> Your call for coffee from this bubble succeeds, and a uh, a dwarf yes. uh, a dwarf coffee purveyor comes running toward the bubble and tries to bring it to you. But uh, the the bubble just sort of slices them in half as it as it fills itself out, and that dwarven coffee purveyor is is dead, sadly. And the coffee spills on the it. ground, soaking dramatically <clears throat> into the into the turf. Cinnamon prime, huh? Cinnamon uh, Prime. Man, Four, does anyone know how to spell cinnamon? <laughs> Two N's, one M. Yeah, but what about O's and I's and A's? There's an I and an A and an O in that order. This is my point. There's a lot in there. There's yeah. a lot going on. Uh, I rolled the 23. Okay. Mm, I rolled 17. 17? Also yeah. 17. No, 16, minus one. 16. Okay. All right. So, Flint, you're up first. How big is this bubble we're in? It's like is it all of Orlando. Orlando is it just the hotel? Yeah, it's 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 like it's like eighteen feet in diameter. So it's it's big, but it's not that big. Okay, so and I you you can see or in- hear nothing outside of it. It is it is a veil. You are you are trapped in this space. Got it. So I have an action and a movement I'd like to take. Okay. For my action, I would like to cast, uh, I just lost it. Oh, there we go. I would like to cast Fog Cloud. And Fog Cloud creates a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered at a point within range. So basically, I fill this entire bubble with fog. Cool. So, sight, gone. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it lasts for the duration. What lasts for the up to one hour? So it lasts for an hour. Yeah, this until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses it. Yeah, that and that's unlikely inside this impermeable space-time bubble. So, right. So my thought is this will have no effect on Misky because he doesn't see real stuff. He just will see the purple. Uh, and then for my movement, I'd like to sprint to a completely different spot. <laughs> Thus, chance, lowering the chances of her being able to hit me. Obviously, I guess I don't need to sprint if it's 18 feet. That's yeah, that's just I a walk one slowly. Action. Yeah, you can just you can just saunter on over. I I, I saunter. 
speedily. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I can take any bonus actions. I think previously I mistook bonus actions. So I think that's just where I'm at. And uh, yeah, and then I have my weapons drawn otherwise. Okay, great. Uh, all so of them. All, all, of my weapons. <laughs> all nine of your Ooh. weapons are all drawn at once in a I grand totally Swiss army knife. robot arm guns. Oh yeah, you got plasma rifles still. Um, Shoot, I so... shot her with an arrow and I have a friggin' plasma rifle. <laughs> so I draw my plasma rifle because she's well, expecting if, bows and arrows. <laughs> if you remember, you were just trying to maim, you know, like, a, <laughs> like a true peacekeeper. Yeah, I'm not trying to kill the child. I just wanted to maim it. <laughs> uh, Cinnamon Prime is going to attempt uh, a sweeping attack that should uh, attack all three of you, but uh, it's going to be a disadvantage because can't see um, so that's going to be uh let's see that's a 16 to hit but uh yeah 16 is the low so does that hit anybody that's a hit okay does tie go to the yeah. hit uh no our armor wins in the tie i think we've done it the other way before but armor should win in a tie okay uh, cool hits me okay so it, it hits misky and ted yeah yeah misses me because i'm the best i tried okay. to help you guys Okay, hey, so uh, Ted's in. Um, we're all level 16, by the way. I don't know where you are. <laughs> well, that's why I got hit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Actually, we're level 15. I take that back. We're level 15. Yeah. Okay, I got the 15 then. Um, okay, so yeah, so you, you take, uh, you're going to take <clears throat> 4d8 damage. Um, so that's 23 to, to each, to Miski and Ted. And, uh, and now it's Ted's turn. Do I roll that? Do I roll the 4d8? Oh no, I, I did. I rolled it for the damage. So you take 23. 20, okay. And then sort of. Yeah. 23. Okay. Um, well, since we are in this bubble with fantastic acoustics and there's fog, I'm going to mistake this for my stage time and continue to perform and uh, emit um, stage lights and play my um, xylophone. Okay. Yes, um, because that's all that I know how to do, but hopefully further disorient uh, Cinnamon Prime and keep her at a disadvantage. Great. Roll, roll a d20 for me straight up. No bonus? Yeah, no bonus. We'll just, we'll just roll it flat. All right, 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, with a 15, your, uh, your, your music is, is actually so soothing that it almost qualifies as, as healing. And uh, in so doing, um, you're going to do some damage to Cinnamon Prime. Uh, so roll, uh, roll 4d6 for me, please. All right, 4d6 is 17. Okay, so uh, that would be 34. So that's going to do 34 damage to Cinnamon. Take that, you creature. Did, did you say it was healing and did damage? Yeah, that is, that is what I said. Does that mean we well, feel invigorated? Yeah. Yeah, you you would all take um, you'll all take seventeen healing from from Ted's and song, and it's Misky's turn. Uh, Misky is extra confused. Uh, he had vampiric touch at the ready, uh, but n noticed the the healing did damage and hesitates about a, a vampiric spell doing healing, uh, and just casts three Eldritch Blasts, um, three different Taco Bell items, and needs to do some rolling. All right. 
Um, and is a 14, 21, and a 13. Okay, uh, one of those hits. Okay, doing 11 damage. Okay, great. And as a bonus action, if you'll allow it, I'm going to yep. cast Alter Self, okay. uh, which I can do at will. And, and I'm going to uh, gain natural weapons. So in a very menacing fashion, Misky's fingernails get longer. Great. <laughs> Some serious Weapon X level stuff going on. <laughs> and he, he thinks the word snicked. Snicked. Great. Snicked. Okay. Uh, Flint, back to you. Yeah, so I'd just like to clarify something because I zoned out for a second. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what did Tedzin do besides perform? Tedzin played a song that was that was adequately soothing and thereby, thereby became a, a, a healing spell by proxy. And that, okay. uh, that healed each of you for 17 points of damage. And it did 34 points of damage to Cinnamon Prime. Gotcha. I am confused by that. And so I pull out my plasma rifle, my robot arm, and I guess add lasers to this light show. <laughs> Great. Do and it. shoot cinnamon. So we have fog, we have lasers, we have singing. It's really, it's a, it's a, it's a real hit. Where's my role? It's a scene, man. It should have been there. It's like nothing else. <laughs> 16. That'll hit? Yes. Okay. And then I press the roll button with the red on the inside. 2d12 plus 8. Okay. Uh, perfect. I rolled a 1 and a 2. Uh, what did I say? Plus 8? Uh, that sounds right. Uh, 11. 11 damage. So, pew, 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 shoot the lasers. 2d8 plus, or 2d12 plus 8 to 11 damage. You, and you just shot... Oh, you shot both of them, and you got one got a one, and the other got a. Or oh, no. did you shoot both? Sorry, of the guns? I just shot one. I forgot to roll for the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got uh, eleven. So for the other one, uh, eighteen. Yep, that hits. So that hits, and two d twelve roll. Uh, that did uh, twenty six damage. Oh damn. Okay. So uh, yeah, you when. <laughs> Your, your two... Before, real quick. Yeah. Let me just verify my. I did this right. Oh yeah, two D, two D twelve plus eight. Yeah, twenty six damage. Bam. Pew pew pew. So you're I'm not you're... left handed. Pew. <laughs> so your two plasma <laughs> blasts, <laughs> um, just like rip right through Cinnamon Prime. Uh, the first one does twenty two damage, and the second one does fifty two damage for a total of seventy four damage. And uh, and now Cinnamon Prime is is reeling. It roars uh, just horribly, and they are going to uh, make a power blast attack in the direction of where the plasma uh, shots came from. So that would be at you, Flint. Uh, but again, with disadvantage, should have used the move action. <laughs> it'll it'll still be with disadvantage because of the uh, because of the fog that is there. That you you have your bearings, but but. Cinnamon Prime does not. So let's see. So the fog that, of War. Okay, so 15 plus 8 is 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. hit. <laughs> Just barely. Just barely? Good Lord. She's a mean one. No, it, it clearly hits. It's like 
Oh, I just barely hit that bullseye in the middle of that target without trying with my eyes closed. <laughs> um, okay, so you you see this just this huge uh, cone of of energy comes flying at you, and it it knocks you knocks you down uh, for thirty nine damage. Uh, pardon? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I should have moved on that. Okay, thirty nine damage. That was ow, owie. Burn, hey, don't forget you've got those you got that grail don't forget about your grail um tedson it's your turn cool um well i want to focus on increasing the vibrations in the sphere since the frequency seems to both please the audience and hurt cinnamon so i'm going to take out um a large plexi uh or not plexiglass um plywood plank and start shaking it back and forth so you can get that nice like base uh, wampage, you yeah. know, womp, and womp, womp, womp. yeah, that's uh-huh. okay. And just, and just see see how she reacts to that. Great. Uh, roll the d twenty again, please. Uh, twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, as you're shaking this board, you you notice that it it is kind of it's kind of working with the existing music that you're laying down, but it's it's a little dissonant. So um, go ahead and do uh, roll three d four for me. Four, two. Three. Damn, that's very good. So that's that's uh, nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. So, puke so, achieved. <laughs> so nine. Uh, so everybody in the party receives nine healing now from this, and Cinnamon takes uh, eighteen damage from the from the soothing but not quite perfect music that Tedson's laying down. Okay, and uh, now it is Misky's turn. Okay, um, how how is Prime looking? Is is there any visible uh, inflictions? Very, very like uh, you know you through through the fog and everything. I mean, obviously you're seeing this just huge, oscillating, swirling purple form. Um, mm-hmm. It you definitely see that there are cracks forming in that. It's like it's like the energy that's in there is is starting to kind of break out. And you can tell that this this particular creature is is near half health. It's it's pretty pretty trash, but not so yet dead. So if she was say like a Doctor Robotnik uh, contraption, there would be steam coming out. Yeah, yeah. You might see okay. the uh, the occasional spring just sort of fly off dramatically. Uh, okay. A sprocket that falls free. <laughs> uh, okay, C- come here, come here. Say hi to Sheldon, and I put my hand on the shoulder and go hey and cast hurl through hell okay hurl through hell what does that do uh so if i hit it with an attack which is going to be an eldritch bolt uh which is going to be a 17 17 hits hits. yep that'll hit um then it's going to be the regular d8 which is eight damage plus 10 d10 psychic damage damn and Cinnamon Prime is instantly transported through the lower planes, uh, disappears entirely, and hurdles through a nightmare landscape. At the end of my next turn, the target returns to the space it previously occupied, or the nearest unoccupied space. Great. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's the damage on that? It was 10d10, if you could put that into the... I don't, I don't want to do, do that math. Yeah, please. I got it. I got it. So uh, 63 plus Ooh. the 8 damage. Yeah. So that's uh, 71. 
Okay. All right. So yeah, you do substantial damage. The blast hits. It it sort of like turns into a giant like fishing net as it hits and wraps around her and then sizzles and the ground opens and you see a swirl of hellish flame rise up into just breaking through this fog and then uh, it sucks uh, Cinnamon Prime into the into the under into the under beyond. Uh, so so this is this is fun, guys. So we have like maybe like twenty seconds. Before she comes back, if you want to like hide behind the couch or do a quick surprise, but she might not be very happy when it comes back. Do you, uh, so, do you, do you have any jokes? Um, I feel like I should like cast bark skin on someone or cure some wounds. Is everybody doing he- good health wise? Everyone feeling good? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Um, does, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Ted switches to like girl from Ipanema elevator music. Uh, no, I'm I'm sort of pouring paint into a drum, and I'm just I'm just kind of beating the shit out of it. Cool, <laughs> just paint splashing everywhere. So I'm I would like to try something, and I I'd like to try to time it perfectly that when she returns, there's two blasts aiming for that point. Okay, I'll let you so ready that action. I, so I don't know how you want to deal with this. I'd like it to be where the first thing she sees is two blasts coming towards her. <laughs> what I'm going to do is, is because you, uh, you created the fog, I'm going to give you advantage. You, you saw through the fog the pole to hell appear, and you saw a swirl of flame and, and Cinnamon Prime disappeared into it. So you know exactly where to shoot. And I mean, it, honestly, because there's no ammunition in the plasma guns, like I would allow you to just be shooting so that you're guaranteed to hit oh, uh, yeah. when she arrives. Oh, that's, that's a good way to do it. I didn't think about that. I guess a, it's kind of like the uh, rail gun, maybe from Goldeneye or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just, what was that? You, yeah. you're, just, you're just holding down the B button and just a ton of just bullets are just flying in that general direction. So, uh, so yeah, it, it is your turn. Um, it is Cinnamon's turn. She's gone. Now it is Tedson's turn. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep playing my song. So I, I, I know that uh, it won't affect her, but it'll build more ambiance and potentially heal my mate. Okay, yeah, roll that, roll that D20 again for the board. 12. Okay, yeah, same thing. You can't, you can't quite get the board to, to vibrate the right way, but... But it still sounds, I mean, it still sounds cool. So roll the 3D4 again. Right. Or one of us can if you want. Um, I, I should have it. One, two, three. 3D4 comes to nine. Okay. So yeah, everybody in the party gets nine healing. And now it's Miski's turn. Uh, okay. So as soon as I do something, they will, she will appear back in the same spot. Uh, are, we, are we ready? I'm yeah, willing. I guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess we're ready, Willie. Um, and I'm going to cast Levitate on myself as my action. Okay, great. All right. So and, I, uh... I fly up to the top of the bubble, uh, bumping my head on the top of the bubble. Okay. <laughs> and then come uh, back down a couple feet. Cool. Very, very Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Okay. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Cinnamon Prime is going to reappear. Um, uh, just shot back out of the portal to hell, and uh, and yeah, Flint, um, you are you are going to auto hit because you're just aiming for that spot, and she is prone. So yeah. roll damage on those plasma rifles. Damage on those plasma rifles. Let's see. 
Uh, where's my roll button? 2d12 plus 8. Roll, roll that beautiful bean footage. 28 and yep. uh, 21. Okay. So that's going to be 98 damage as you just, uh, just smoke uh, Cinnamon Prime as it reappears from the nether realms. And, uh, and it's not looking good. It's, it's really in bad shape now. Um, and uh, Cinnamon Prime's turn. Uh, so sort of just like wheezing. Uh, it's going to attempt to attack all three of you with that sweeping attack again. And that is going to be a uh, 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that'll hit everybody. And Even if going... I'm... Uh, oh, I guess you're eight, up high. 18 feet up in the air? Yeah, probably, it won't hit you. You're, you're up high. She's sweeping along the ground because she doesn't, she doesn't know what's what. <laughs> me to me. <laughs> okay. So it'll hit Flint and Ted for uh, nine damage. Ow. It's Tedson's turn. Tedson. Okay, um, then, yeah, I would like to um, pull out my uh, didgeridoo and um, just um, put all my vocals in that to create some real resonance within the bubble and hopefully end her with my beautiful music. Okay, roll that that D20 again. Uh, Can one of you guys give me my app froze again? Oh, yeah. I gotcha. Okay. That's a 16. Yep. Okay. So you, you pull out your didgeridoo. And you've got, you've got your board wobbling. You've got your xylophone tune going. And you bring out the didgeridoo, and it's whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't know. Is that close to how a didgeridoo sounds? Anyway, <laughs> you, you put together this just incredible ensemble one-man band situation. So roll 4D10, please. You got it. Roll 4D10. That would be 19. Okay, so uh, yeah, so that's gonna do 19 healing to everybody in the party and 38 damage to Cinnamon. Cinnamon is in a real bad way, um, and now it's Misky's turn. Um, Misky um, is gonna finish off with three more Eldritch Blasts from on high, which is that's one hit, two hits, doing two, five, 13 damage. Okay, all right. Cinnamon takes that damage. And, and kind of falls to one uh, amorphous uh, abyssal knee. Um, and now it is Flint's turn. Uh, <laughs> okay, I feel like I should do, so she's close to death. I feel like I should do something awesome. <laughs> uh, so I do the thing I've always wanted to do, which is shoot between the legs, or, or maybe I... <laughs> I go upsies downsies and I turn the gun upsie down and I shoot the tree, the gun with my pinky fingers. Okay. Uh, and uh, the first one I roll a ooh, uh, 13. That, that misses. Miss. Yep. Upsie downsies is tough. Yeah. Um, and for the second one though, I roll a 19. That'll hit. Roll damage on and that on that blast. You won't believe what I rolled. Uh, six plus one plus eight. Fifteen damage. <laughs> All right. So that will do thirty damage. And uh, and while Cinnamon Prime is is literally knock knock knocking on heaven's door, uh, not dead yet. So that horrible monstrosity is going to take another swipe at the group. 
and uh, yeah, that is a. <laughs> it was it was the swipe of a person nearly dead. That was a ten, so it's not going to hit anybody. Um, so Tedson, it's it's back to you. Cool. Um, I'm I'm gonna shoot a marshmallow at her. Uh, Great. So at the crescendo of my symphony, and are you cool with me just subbing that for like a regular rating attack? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> let's shoot a marshmallow. I assume it's just like a regular D twenty to hit, and then like a one D four for damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that sounds right. It's okay. I rolled a three. Okay. <laughs> okay. The marshmallow. Uh, just sort of uh, slides out of the tip of your marshmallow shooter and rolls sadly on the ground. And it is Misky's turn. Misky's going to de-levitate, grab the marshmallow off the ground, and say, here, you you drop this. And um, is going to imbue it with blight. Okay. (laughs) And throw the marshmallow at uh the the pile of abyssal fluid all right uh target must make a con saving throw of 17 okay that that she will fail uh and takes 98 necrotic damage great um you don't even have to roll it, there's <laughs> there's functionally no way that you wouldn't kill it i mean because even if you roll a one you would you would zero it out so the uh the the blob shrieks as this marshmallow this blighted marshmallow makes contact with its uh with its horrible flesh you you see as the the dome around you of space time uh, begins to to dissipate it begins sort of cracking and 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 turning into mist and peeling away your your uh, enemy uh, slowly morphs back into the adult cinnamon who you've who you've always known and uh, coughing uh, with blood sort of spilling out of her mouth and nose, she says, you'll, you'll never stop it. There's no point in trying. I hope you're devoured by its greatness. And then she falls dead. So you guys want to grab a feeling like a cinnamon donut? I don't know. I'm thinking apple cinnamon <laughs> cider. Maybe like uh, Mexican coffee? Yeah, a little bit of cayenne, a little bit of cinnamon. Sounds great. This is a horchata moment for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, the so uh, I am not. I'm not afraid because we just <laughs> handily beat her, and I'm I'm down from 144 to 105 hit points, and I'm pretty sure I took 12. the worst damage. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So yeah, the 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 dome of space time completely dissipates around you, and you see that it is oh, it is now much later in the day. It is evening, and uh, in the distance, the ribbon cutting ceremony is occurring at the astrolabe. Roll for Blank features performances by Greg Corbin, Zimmy Joe, Jason Ling, Shannon Page, Corey Palencia, Eric Palencia, Rex Roberts, and me, Nate Regolia. I also wrote this RPG campaign. Theme music features public domain samples by Dan Lucas, Level Clearer, and Northern 87 via FreeSounds. If you like RPGs too, support their makers and get rolling. The, the Blue Man Bard was surprisingly yeah. effective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>